0: Blaine and Mickey, powered by all Four Seasons Garage Doors.
1: Blaine and Mickey, with Blaine Bishop and Mickey Ryan, on 104.5 The Zone. Let's go, Blaine and Mickey, 104.5 The Zone. It's one of those weird Fridays that feels like a Monday, because the NFL team that many of you follow played last night on Thursday. Bunch of you watched the game, and Brad did the post-game. Brad Hopkins, by the way, sitting in for Blaine Bishop. And I think a lot of people don't know how to feel, Brad, because the team's not doing very well, and the record reflects that. But they really like this quarterback, and some fans who are like Tennessee fans, maybe they didn't like him in college. They're having to come to grips with, like, maybe he's not too bad. And, And so, like, the hardcore Titans fans, maybe who don't have any ties to the SEC or whatever, they're just like, I don't know, man. I mean, I just see this guy doing his thing, and he's poised, and they're running the offense, and... Boy, he can make all the throws, and gosh, maybe he'll just keep playing, and they'll just keep him in, and he'll just keep playing. Well, I see Joseph answering the phone. We'll get to this in just a minute. Mike Vrabel was asked about that today. Um, It was noncommittal. And for you who played in the league for a long time, or an old geezer like me who's been covering or watching the league for a long time, I'm not surprised at all by what Mike Mike Vrabel said. Not at all. And you – you know, we had Buck Rising on earlier, and you got into the discussion of – The tale is old as time. If you're an NFL player, do you lose your job because of injury, or do you not? You know, there are a lot of things out there, a lot of layers to this.
2: At this point, I think you have options. Ryan Tannenhill resumes his regular starting role. We see what that looks like. I would expect the offense to be better. Why? Because they've had an extra week of practice, because at some point in time, the season will catch up to itself, Mm -hmm. and this team should play better than it has to that point, because... You're practicing. You're doing things. You're you're getting better at your craft. But then if it doesn't perform at the level that we would expect, now you have an option, an option that you you should quietly be excited about. But if you keep going with that, eventually something's going to happen. Those 18 or 19 hits plus sacks that Will Levis has taken, they're going to take its toll. And then what are you going to do? Go back to Ryan Tannehill? Now, Fortunately for his experience, the things that he's dealt with in situations in the league up to this point should lend him to be able to do whatever is required of a backup. Because we all know the backups are just a play away from being on in the, uh, in the lineup, right? But I think ultimately when you look at what Ryan Tannehill has been able to do over the entirety of his career is deal with situations. Mm-hmm. And I think that what Ryan Tannehill needs is a complement of skilled players and a pocket that works best with his skill set. OK, he needs a run game to give him uh, an open playbook of sorts, mm-hmm. one that when I walk up to the line of scrimmage, you're not really sure what I'm going to do because the down and distances don't predict what I'm going to be able to do. You see mm-hmm. now, if you're dealing with your head against the wall and and you've got dudes that are pinning their ears back and you, 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 you've got people that are, you know, all that laundry we saw in the field last night. Good Lord, you can't play consistent football that way. But when you have, like Shaq would say, and we talked about this during break, the others rising to the occasion and taking advantage of uh, uh, the situations that teams are trying to do, the teams definitely needed to know where 98 was on the field at all times. Why? Because two hands aren't going to keep him out of the pocket. Mm-hmm. You're going to have to have guys that put more than one hand on this dude because Jeffrey Simmons is not blockable usually with one dude on him. We saw how disruptive he was on the goal line, right? Mm-hmm taking advantage of the Steelers' miscues. Shoot, they had guys jumping off sides because they knew that Big Jeff was coming. But what happens is when you when you basically have that kind of influence, the other dudes have to be able to take advantage of that, much like Alex Highsmith did when we tried to take T.J. Watt out of the game. We have to have that same compliment from dudes that aren't normally required to be in those positions to be effective as well. All right, we have Mike, who's calling from London. And Joseph said, "Hey, when Mike
1: calls, it even cost him extra money. So just get to Mike and let him get to going because Mike is calling internationally. So Mike, yeah, welcome right? in, welcome into the Blade and Mickey show with special guest Brad Hopkins.
3: Listen, yes, how are you doing? Good evening, guys. Um, Good evening. So I, um, yeah, I, um, I've been a big fan of um, football for a number of years. I call your morning show quite regularly, so they they, they know of me. And I mean, where do I start? So you can also just excuse me in a little." provocation slash soliloquy here. So um, one, like I, I've, I've I've not been a Brazil fan now for about eighteen months. I and I sound, it sounds a bit controversial, but I think he's, I don't think he's a is a world class head coach and everybody forgets this is his first world as an head coach. The, every aspect of our team is dysfunctional. And if you look at it, we struggle to keep a single department consistent Three years ago, we had a world-class offensive line in Conklin, Taylor, and the other guys. That's down real now. Two years ago, we couldn't get a sack. The following year, we almost had the NFL in fact. This year, we're back to normal again. The wide receiver core is not being maintained. We're the only team in the NFL that have internally employed, not one, not two, not three, but four offensive and defensive coordinators in the NFL. And when you look at other teams, year in, year out, we've got young coaches. I mean, how many teams have actually got better in the last five years, guys, in front of our eyes, while we've been watching this dress? I had to stay up until 4 a.m. yesterday watching this. And I don't mind going to bed late, but that had to be a big party or somebody from me lying next to me putting a smile on my face. But going to bed at 4 o'clock watching that, and I'm sorry, when I call the station stations like yours, everybody's too uh, what's the word too reserved to call Vegel out. You know, and here's the problem. And and we're oh, wasting God. the two talents that we've got at the moment. And I don't even want to talk about quarterback and no quarterback because I mean look at look at the look at the forty liners. You've got a rookie until recently, they did not lose a game for fifteen games. Three and f- three and twelve in Any other team, you would have got the sack by now. So let's call it as it is. The reality of it is, we're too inconsistent in too many departments. And I don't really want to take your time and run your show, but honestly, I can go on and on. This is like watching a bad relationship in Jerry Springer. And something (laughs) needs to be
1: done. Thank you, Mike, for the phone call. (laughs) He referenced the Jerry Springer. I was having a I'm sure you get asked about football everywhere you go. You're Brad Hopkins, but I mean, I'm fortunate enough to work in the business. So people ask me about things and I was having a conversation one day in like, a, I think I was in the public's parking lot and the guy was bringing up some similar things and, you know, he was just frustrated because of, and I said, well, you know, this team did have a winning record X number of years in a row under rabel Although I, I, I got to admit, you know, they it's taken a turn. Last year, the way it ended, and this year, the way it started. I agree with you, and I brought this up, and I even wrote it down in my notes. And I think Mike in London just alluded to this. Who's the last guy that this team really developed, and then that guy stuck around? Who's the last? Because I asked, I asked, I asked the person I was talking to. I said, "You know, it's just funny you're bringing this up, but like, who's the last guy who came here and he just got better?" And then he stayed here on defense. You could say Jeff. You know, Jeff came in with a bum knee and Kevin until until recently. Until recently, but on offense, especially, who was the last guy that came here got got developed and stuck around? Like who's somebody you can point to?
2: Maybe Aaron Brewer. Well, let me say this: There's a dirty word that affects this franchise, and it's really not a dirty word. It's called change. Change is what the league is about. Yeah, Change is about turnover. Change is about getting as much from a player as you can while being thrifty. Mm -hmm. A.J. Brown was a very talented receiver. He was the one thing that we needed in that offense when we needed him most. And we just weren't willing to write the check that the Philadelphia Eagles were willing to write. I think when you look at consistency, it comes from having players being in the same position, doing the same thing consistently over and over and over again. Bruce Matthews and I played next to each other for 10 years. (sighs) Do you see what I'm saying? Yeah. That's not a luxury nowadays. Because what happens is, if your guy gets to free agency, someone sees the talent and they're willing to pay for that talent. Mm -hmm. If you're not willing to match that check... Then he goes somewhere else. I never saw free agency. I don't know what free agency looks like. Oh, man. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. Every year before my contract was set to, the the year before my contract was set to expire, they renewed me. Mm. And I'm not saying that to brag. I'm saying that to say, I think that Amy, if the rumor is true, of her nixing the Derrick Henry trade comes from the old school cloth of we need to keep the guys that we have Mm -hmm. just like you're mentioning Mm -hmm. but the league continues to evolve the league continues to see players come and go i walked into a locker room in training camp no one knew who the hell i was i'm not expecting you to know who i am because i'm 50 years old but if you have been here long enough you would right you see what i'm saying sure so you got guys like well, on come- you'd walk in and he would know you. He's exactly. not here anymore. Right. Exactly. But the point I'm trying to make is when you don't have the consistent faces that we see year in and year out, which is very rare in the league nowadays, that lends to all the change and the inconsistencies that our caller was just talking about from abroad. Think about that. The changes we saw up front, Conklin being a brown, injuries to Taylor that affected the quarterback. You know, we see Ryan Tannehill come out. He's got A.J. to throw to one year. He doesn't. You see what I'm saying? Derek Henry's at least been here since he's been drafted, and that's one of the one constants, but yet he wasn't considering the trade. Why? Because we felt we can get value for him and then maybe fill in some other holes. And I can understand where the game itself, trying to play the nuances of free agency and guys coming and going and things of that nature, trying to play, it's almost like what Dabo's dealing with in Clemson. Dabo is a very good coach. Dabo Sweeney doesn't want to play the transfer portal. Yeah, Everybody else is playing the transfer portal. And they got grown men that they're bringing in to fill in in certain spots. Dabo says, I'll develop my guys. Well, guess what? You know, your freshman and sophomore that you're hoping to get, your recruiting guy that you're hoping to get, he's dealing with a guy that's going into his fifth year already. <laughs> you see what I'm saying? Yeah. And that's a difference. That's why Florida State can automatically be a contender, because they're playing the game. And unfortunately, sometimes the game... Change, like I just mentioned, it catches up to you. You mentioned
1: Derrick Henry. Uh, that was a good choice. He's the longest tenured Titan. Sounds crazy, doesn't he it? He
2: and Kevin Byard were it. How long was Eddie George here? To get 10,000 yards. You got to be here. You got to be in the building. You got to be on the team. Yep. The reason, you know what? I, I got to be honest. I'm t- this is sick. I'm going to say this. I really wasn't like. Beating the you know my head against the wall saying, Don't trade Derrick Henry, don't trade Derrick Henry. You know why? Because I knew if they traded Derrick Henry, then there's no way in the world that he could break Eddie George's record of most yards for this franchise, which I helped be a part of, sure. And that's a badge of honor to me. Should be, but I know that if Derrick Henry stuck around, do you think he's capable of beating Derrick uh, Eddie George's record? You dang right, he is because he's that talented a back, but he can't do it if he's not in the Titans uniform. (sighs) Well, he's.
1: Contract is up this year. We'll find out uh, what is next for him, I'm sure, at the end of the year. It did not include the trade deadline. All right, phone lines are ringing. Next segment. Yours and ours, we'll just talk about stuff. We'll talk through everything you want to talk through. We'll call our shot in the final segment of this two-hour extravaganza, but your calls next. Gerardo, Travis, we'll get to you all. 615-737-1045.
0: Let's see. Something different for dinner.
4: Searching restaurants near me. Right here, ma'am. How can we help? Gee, same old, same
5: old. Wait, we're, we're right here. Ma'am, our restaurant's just a few blocks from you. Why is she not seeing us?
4: Back to the usual, I guess. Ma'am, can you know- not see us?
5: Nope,
1: they can't see you. Because you're buried deep in the list of local restaurants. You are invisible online. Introducing Cumulus Boost. Get a boost, get found, get on the map. Learn more at cumulusboost.com
0: Find out more by searching the Stacking Benjamins podcast wherever you listen.
1: Let's go, Blade and Mickey 1045 zone. Let's do hear from Mike Vrabel before we take these phone calls. Mike Vrabel earlier. Meeting with the media, and Teresa Walker always gets the first question, and Teresa Walker asks, essentially, after what we've seen the last couple of games, are you ready to name Will Levis the starter? This was Mike Vrabel's response to that, then straight to the calls.
2: No, not ready to do that yet. think we'll have a conversation with the depth chart over the weekend, and we'll have a
1: depth chart uh, or something close to it available you know, when we talk to you on Tuesday to,
2: to be able to, to go through the moving parts of not only Ryan's health, but whatever there are going on on the offensive line, which which there is, you know, coming out of that game.
1: I, I think that's a pretty stock standard coach answer. I, I think if you'd said, hey, here's, if Teresa called me and said, this is what I'm going to ask Mike, why don't you go ahead and write down what you think he's going to say and then send it back to me, I probably would
2: have written that out. It's a stock coach answer. What if Mike Vrabel would have got up there and said, "Oh my God, guys, did you see Will Levis last night? Wasn't he amazing? Oh my God, was this so fun to watch him? I couldn't believe how well Will Levis played. I, 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 that's not the way you do it." And he said, "Will." I wish so badly <laughs> that he would have done that. Though, Brad. <laughs> he said, we'll look at the depth chart. Okay. As we always do, yes. we have a training staff that's required to do their job, that's getting players back on the football field. If Ryan Tannehill is able to go, if he's not a liability because of being him being uh, hindered physically, then you might see Will Levis in the lineup because that's the natural progression. If the starter can't go, you put in the backup. And that's exactly the way you're supposed to do it. Now, if Ryan Tannehill is 90%, 95%, looking good, feels good, if he does a Baker Mayfield and says, you know, I I woke up feeling dangerous, the spelling, fellas, and goes out there and just kind of, then you know what? I think Will Levis will be in there sooner than later. But if all of a sudden this offense is performing at seemingly an exciting level, creating plays, giving opportunity, and you don't see the quarterback position being the reason why it's dysfunctional, Mm -hmm. then why would you change that? But you have to go through and see just how far Will Levis has come. Or is it everybody else doing their job as well? Okay? Because Will Levis still was under duress. Ryan Tannehill, at this point, unless you see Superman coming through the building anytime soon, will be under duress when he takes the lineup. So... There are a lot of things that are still going to be the issue moving forward, and they have to get better for this team to evolve, okay? Offensively, defensively, same way, same thing. Mike Vrabel said we have to win our individual matchups. That's the game of football. Sometimes you do need help because you're going against extraordinary players. And to leave any guy one-on-one with Miles Garrett, you know what? You you get what you... (laughs) You get what you're supposed to get in that situation. And some guys, you just, you know what? You have to take advantage of a one-on-one against Alex Highsmith and win those situations. Yeah. You have to take advantage of Jeffrey Simmons taking on a double team and you beating the guy on the outside to get into the backfield and disrupt the quarterback, making him throw his timing off a little bit or putting the ball up in the air sooner than he wants to so in that way Aziz and whoever else is back there can get picks. That's what you have to do. That's called the game of football. I saw a, uh, a tweet that showed Calvin Johnson standing out in the X, right? Mm-hmm. And there were literally two DBs in press coverage. Two of them, Mickey. Yeah. What receiver do you know requires that kind of attention in today's game? Now, you see a lot of guys maybe running cover, you know, a cover three or something like that, mm-hmm. or, or rather cover two, because there's press coverage, or rather four, because press if he's a man, you know, the corners are running man, and you got two guys over the top mm-hmm. of them. That's a zone coverage where the guy's bracketed. right? But how many times do you see... Two little defenders standing on the line of scrimmage because they know that that guy is so bad, we can't even get him a few steps that it would take for him to be able to score. That's the kind of attention that great players like that require. And then who takes advantage of that? The guy on the opposite side of the football field. Because you've taken away his first read. Much like we saw the Steelers make that adjustment last night. And taking DeAndre Hopkins away from Will Levis, that's why you saw Kyle Phillips start to make plays. That's when you saw uh, Traylon Burks get his first couple of catches and start to make a difference. Why? Because we saw that D Hop was eating him up. Mm-hmm. He wasn't even lining up in, tr- in, in normal formations. Mm-hmm. You know I heard Ramon from the sideline talking about, I never saw that formation, never saw that formation. Why? Because DeHop was doing a lot of a lot of stuff that the Steelers weren't ready for. They, they running out that, of the yep. backfield things like yep. that. Yep. But they saw what they they saw what DeAndre was doing in the first half, they made their second half adjustments yeah. and they made Will Levis go off of him to find other players. There
1: you go. Long time Titans Oilers offensive lineman breaking it down for you. All right, we got phone calls. Let's take some of these phone calls. We got our man Gerardo checking in from Texas. Gerardo, how in the world are you doing on this Friday that feels like a Monday?
4: Man, Mickey, I right, B Hop, good to talk to you, sir. I am feeling really good, surprisingly. I don't know that, I don't remember the last time I felt this optimistic and positive after a loss as a Titans fan, man, which is crazy to think because um it's just it seems like every loss you have a reason, but I feel like this loss, man, it's just it 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 you take away so much good out of it. And I, I want to go rapid fire with a lot of things I want to touch on, but um, Vrabel, the whole Vrabel thing, I don't understand why people are so down his throat about wanting to hear him verbally say what we all already know, what the real reality of the situation is. It's just Vrabel's such an old school players coach, man. So I get his side that he's not gonna. He's just not going to be out front with that. We know what Raval's tendencies are. He never talks about injuries. He never talks about hypotheticals, in which, uh, to me, a hypothetical is what the future quarterback is. So, obviously, he's not going to talk about it. So, I think we can just put that away from that. Everybody take a chill pill about that. We know what the future is and what it's going to be. But as far as the Tim Kelly people, also, just take I'm a firm believer, and we got to let him eventually open the playbook to this new toy that we have and let him play to the strengths of what Will Levis says. Because I feel like maybe the playbook was originally set up to what we had with Tannehill and his tools. Now maybe Ken Kelly may be able to extend the leash, the leash on a lot of plays that we haven't seen with the abilities that Will Levis is going to give us. I, I, I feel like right now, as Titans fans, we're in the thick of it. This is such a right-now league. We want to see the team's success right now. But people – let Rand Cook. This next year, we're going to have so much space financially. I, I feel like the success is inevitable for this organization. Things are going to finally start falling in place for us. I can't help but be optimistic because it's right there. It's it, We've seen it, the success that we're going to have with Will
1: Levis. Hey, Gerardo, thank you. It's exciting. Well,
2: yes, can I ask, can I ask Gerardo a question? Yes, real quick? he's right yes, here. Sir. Gerardo, yes, sir. Gerardo, yes, sir. let me ask you a question. Yes, sir. What if Ryan Tannenhill was healthy, was in the starting lineup, and did the exact same things that Will Levis did last night, and they lost. How would you feel about the Titans?
4: It's, see, okay. See, at that point, you have to step back as a fan and see, like, okay, what are what what are we missing? Because obviously, it's you as a fan. You love to see new things. You love to see the possibility of what the new future looking offense so, was like. I feel like we're slowly are we're slowly starting to see the identity of this team finally changed. As much as it sucks to say that, because I'm a big Derrick Henry fan, just as the majority of Titans fans are, we were such a run-heavy team, and to, to slowly get a taste of what it's like to see all these new style of offenses, they just launching bombs down the field. You can't help but want Gerardo, that. I think fans. you get wrapped
2: up into the Christmas situation that we all get wrapped up into. <laughs> Opening up the <laughs> new you, toy, Gerardo. the new yeah, shiny the toy. The, the point I was trying to make is this. If Ryan Tannehill came and performed exactly like Will Levis did last night, did the exact same thing Will Levis, we would not have near the same excitement that we have today. Sure. Why? Because Will Levis is new. -hmm. Because Will Levis is different than what we've seen before. And we tend to side with that because he is new. If the numbers were the exact same, if we saw him get hit eight times and take four sacks and then drive down with the potential of scoring but not winning it, we'd be talking so much ish about this team. It would be uncomfortable to sit here and talk glowingly about anything that the Titans did. But because Will Levis is a shiny new toy, because he's something that we haven't seen to this point except for last week. It's always easier than to, to say, hey, the future of the unknown is so gorgeous. But thinking about that, thinking about the, the position that Ryan Tannehill would have been in, it, it would have been looked at completely different. We'd have been talking about the same offensive line issues. We'd have been talking about you know the same play calling issues or whatever else. One
1: for four in the red zone. But it
2: wouldn't be near the excitement. Why? Because Ryan Tannehill is two Christmases ago. Yeah. We're not playing with that toy anymore. We're <laughs> excited to stay up all night and get to that package in the morning, a newness of stuff we don't know yet about.
1: Andy from Toy Story, a.k.a. B-Hop, breaking it down here, the new toys and the old toys. Uh, Tristan and Brentwood yep. wants to talk about the new toy, I think, though. Levis, what's up, Tristan?
5: Yes, I mean, uh, we've seen two games, like uh – uh, if we don't make it to the playoffs and get a good round draft pick, like, do you draft a quarterback just to put some pressure on Levis just to see which quarterback is good, like JJ McCarthy, which I like, and, uh, uh, just to see which ones are good because we know Ryan Tannehill's contract is done after this year and we need a receiver also. I like Marvin Harrison Jr., uh, uh, so, uh, because, we just want to see those two. Um, uh, like, I just want to make sure Levis is the answer, uh, or yeah. we need to.
1: Tristan, thanks uh, for the phone call, man. I listen. They're not going to take a quarterback. They have their quarterback. He had a first-round grade, according to them. They tried to trade back into the first round to get him. Then they traded capital to the top of the second round to get him. They're not drafting a quarterback. right? Tannehill's not going to be here. I don't even know if Malik Willis will be here. You may just go get yourself the Andy Dalton or somebody, a, a, a veteran minimum older guy. You pay him a couple million dollars, and he mentors Levis. Uh, I don't know. Maybe it's Levis and Willis, but it won't be Tannehill, and Levis is going to be the guy next year.
2: I would keep it as it is even if you did admit that hey we're going to move forward with giving Will Levis the experience that he needs to become a comfortable starter Ryan Tannehill would be a great guy that understands the system and can help develop him still if he wanted come, to do it be, be fantastic yeah and i think Ryan Tannehill at this point has to be a realist about his career and about what the potential is if he's still on a roster that can contend for a championship then you know what else do you need he's getting a good paycheck and guess what you know who the most popular guy on any team is the backup quarterback the backup quarterback So he's sitting there waiting in the wings to do his job if that's what they want to choose to do. But what good is having a cheetah? What good is it having uh, 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 a Patrick Mahomes if he's running for his life and the pocket doesn't hold up long enough to let the cheetah take advantage of a defense? So what we need to draft is what bookends? We need to draft guys that keep the integrity of the pocket and allow even a bum to have five or six seconds in the pocket and find somebody. This is the NFL, right?
1: I spent the whole morning looking at offensive linemen in the draft, Brad. The whole morning. I know you did. If they don't take – if something happens – right now, I I looked at Tankathon. I told you this. You laughed at the name of it. (laughs) Tankathon is a draft website for all the major pro sports leagues. And the Titans have the 12th pick right now. It it does all the tiebreakers and everything. They're picking 12th. You're not going to get Harrison Jr. You're not getting one of the top two quarterbacks. They don't, they're not going to anyway. But even if, if you wanted a quarterback, you're not going to get one of the top two guys. They'll be long gone. Probably won't get the top tackle at 12. You probably wouldn't get the second tackle. They're never going to stink bad enough to get the first or the second pick. They're not going to stink that bad. They're not. They're going to win their five or six games or seven or whatever it is. So that's not going to get you the first or the second pick. I think you take the best tackle you can. Because people who have tackles, what did you say earlier? If you don't know, people don't know, Brad, what, 13 years in the NFL? Mm-hmm. So what did you say earlier? Man, I never even got to go to free agency. Every year before my deal expired, they'd come and say, let's work something out. That's what people do with Brad Hopkins. That's what they do with bookend tackles. You're never going to leave. It's like the Hotel California. You can check out anytime you like, but you can never leave. They never let you leave. Michael Ruse, they didn't let him leave until he was ready. I can't play anymore. I'm done. You don't leave. As long as you can play, if people stumble upon a Brad Hopkins in the draft, you don't let him go. If you stumble across, and I'm not taking a shot at Andre Dillard. The Eagles drafted him in the first round. It didn't work out. They let him go. That's who you can get as a free agent. You got to draft tackles. Is that, that's right, right? I mean, you have to draft a Brad. You don't get to sign somebody else's Brad.
2: Use somebody else's name. Some know. That's just because this weird. I'm not trying, trying to make you feel weird, but you lived it. I, I, as Peter Frampton once told it. me, <laughs> it's not bragging if you did it. I, I get what you're saying. And the point is, if there's a guy available, he's available for a reason. Why? Because they keep... (laughs) (laughs) Guys don't let quality players get out of the building because they understand the difference that they make. Do do you think the Chiefs will ever put Patrick Mahomes in a position where he has to wonder about his job security? If you start seeing him throwing picks or if he starts making bad decisions or if those no-look passes then turn into interceptions, then you can start to see the results will then cause for you to be available. But if a guy's doing it year in and year out and he's helping you be better every single year, those are the components that you tend to keep on your roster.
1: Mark Mariani has tweeted or has texted into the conversation and says, Jack, MF, and Conklin. They actually let him walk right out the door. Well, one team did. They let they let a starting tackle go. It was a right <laughs> tackle, though. I was <laughs> referencing left tackles. So all right, we got time to take one, maybe two more calls. Travis in the borough has been on hold. Hey, Travis.
5: Hey, yeah, thanks for taking my call. Yeah, man. Hey, so I was watching the game last night, and a couple of things stuck out to me, particularly on the defensive side of the ball. Uh, I think we really missed Kevin Byard last night. I noticed Terrell Edmonds. He uh, took a few bad angles and kind of lost contain on the outside. I think we really missed Roger McQuarrie as well. Uh, the, the new guy, Eric Guerra, I know he got burned a few times. But uh, what I wanted to ask was, was really a question for, for both of you. Uh, Blaine, you're good friends. or Mickey, you're good friends with Blaine, and, and I know Hop, you played with him. So if I remember correctly last night, Sean Murphy Bunting went out with a thumb injury, and I never seen him come back in the game. Uh, and I was just wondering if you thought the hitman back in the day would have let a thumb injury keep him out uh, when he's needed in the secondary. And uh, if y'all don't mind, i keep you on the line, and I'll listen. Thank you, yeah, guys.
2: It's a different game. Yeah. I played with a cast on my hand. You see many left tackles playing with one hand? No, so did, so did Blaine. Both of you did. He had the bowling ball cast. He was like, wow. oh, I'm, "I'm just going to use that." Oh, trust me, yeah. I wouldn't complain about it. I was whopping the heck out of people with that Wait thing. Wait a second, how long can I have this cast? That's what I'm saying, yeah. bro. I was like, yeah, I'd like to use this <laughs> weapon.
1: You can't
2: taking a cast upside the head. That's <laughs> I was winding that thing up like a baseball bat. So, listen, it. But then again, the requirement isn't the same for for players of of today. I sound like some grumpy. On back in my day. We used to do. I wasn't go. going to say that. <laughs> but that's the way it is. The game is different. We don't have the same calluses um, that are required to play the game as we did back then. Rules have changed. Players have changed. You know, a matter of fact, nowadays, when you look to go to free agency, the first question is, how long is practice? Mm-hmm. You know, how much effort do I need to give during the week? That kind of stuff. If you said, hey, look, we're going to do nine on seven. We're going to do goal line. We're going to put the pads on at least three times a week guarantee that that affects a lot of players decisions on whether or not to go there or not get now, the agent on the phone uh, uh, let's see what miami does yeah, so, yeah, yeah. Who, yeah. Who, who's not practicing yeah, and i get it the older you get you know you want to have less degree of difficulty mm-hmm. but in the end that difficulty is what makes the difference because it shows up on sunday well
1: guys have a lot more money at stake than they did a long time ago <gasps> oh yeah um
2: so listen i'm, I'm not going to give I, real quick um yeah, I'll say it, Mike Morgan, Tissue Center. Mm-hmm. He's talking about aging players. He's talking about the cannon that Will Levis has. There's some excitement there. But he said the Cowboys made that big run with what? One of the best offensive lines in history. Now, I know it sounds narcissistic coming from Mike, coming from myself, but the game is won up front, period. And if you don't have the buffer between those that want to attack the play and destroy it, That's exactly what they'll do. So how important are the big bodies up front? Super important. And if you don't have those guys that can block consistently, that understand communication, that understand the the nuances that the defense is trying to do to outthink you, to outmatch you, that chess match in the middle, Mm -hmm. very rarely do we watch where the ball is snapped. Who's the first guy with his hand on the ball? It ain't the quarterback. (laughs) (laughs) You see what I'm saying? And from there, the play starts. Mm -hmm. And from there, you see how well the play develops. How well would Ryan Tannehill, Will Levis, Malik Willis, anybody be if they had six or seven seconds legitimately in the pocket? Guaranteed every receiver would get open at some point in time. But that's not the luxury, is it?
1: It is not. We have the luxury of only one more segment of this program. We'll try to squeeze in a couple more phone calls, but we got to call our shot
2: next. So you can
1: call a shot in the F&M Bank Chat. I've already said mine, but I'll say it again because I don't know if you heard it earlier. We'll get B-Hop's shot. We'll get Joseph's shot. Maybe you want to call a shot about the Titans quarterback situation. 615-737-1045. Or hit us up in the F&M Bank Chat. It is... Blaine and Mickey powered by all Four Seasons garage doors. Let's
4: see, something different for dinner. Searching restaurants near me. Right here, ma'am. How can we help? Gee, same old, same
5: old. Wait, we're, we're right here, ma'am. Our restaurant's just a few blocks from you.
4: Why is she not seeing us? Back to the usual, I guess. Ma'am, can you not see us?
1: Nope, they can't see you because you're buried deep in the list of local restaurants. You are invisible online. Introducing Cumulus boost get a boost get found get on the map learn more at cumulusboost.com
0: what companies deserve your hard-earned dollar which would you want to work for how can you know if they share your values just ask us just capital is a non-profit that tracks who really means business in supporting workers customers communities the environment and shareholders we measure progress track success and help them be better when you see the just capital seal you know what's real because just business is better business. Visit justcapital.com to learn who makes your dollar count.
3: When
1: I walk in the all like Mickey, 104.5 time to call our rock. shot. Everybody is on. Oh, Celebrate the win with Chattanooga whiskey when you win. Awarded Best Craft Producer of the Year. I don't know. I think it's a win. Just They're just, they help you win every day if you want to enjoy some Chattanooga whiskey responsibly. Uh, they were named the Best Craft Producer of the Year by Whiskey Magazine. How about Dead Apples? Chattanooga whiskey, they bring you Call Your Shot each week. So, Fall Boy in Bellevue is called several times. He has a false question. So, let's work this into Call Your Shot. Uh, let's get Fall Boy. Vol oh boy, what's going on, man? You got a question? You want to call a shot for the Vols? What, what what is this Vols related thing you've got for us here?
5: Well, with us being the big orange, and with those pirates from Texas coming in in a few years, I feel like we need to be wearing orange pants on the road to further our brand. I'm a marketing manager uh, marketing major, and I and I kind of wanted to hear your your input and Brad's as a uh, you know attending a state university. Because uh, I, I think, you know, stormtroopers, what does that do for you? <laughs>
1: <laughs> Val
5: Dickens that... and, and, and uh, uh, Dale Carter and some of them, they look so good in those uniforms. And I, I, I'm serious. I think it's a part that the university is missing and that they should emphasize. And y'all tell me I'm crazy because lots of people do.
1: Okay, H- that's a great phone call, and you're 100% not crazy. Here's what you need to know about uniforms none of it is for us none of this none of it is for us it's for the dudes who are like 17 now who are trying to figure out where they're going to go to college and then for the guys who turn 18 and then they go to college there and they say coach we love these white uniforms we got a white helmet with the orange T, and white jerseys and white pants and white socks and white shoes and we look so clean, and that's how that decision gets made.
6: The stormtroopers are one of the most classic uniform combos. I, I, I get repping your colors, but storm, kids love stormtroopers, especially those recruits. They like the all icy whites. They like to look clean and bright out there on the field, and the, the all whites do it.
2: And eventually, they would get tired of it like we talked about all day. <laughs> it's not the uni. It's the change. Yeah. You see what I'm saying? Because what did I hear last night? Oh, those Titan uniforms look gross compared to last week. Are you serious? The reason why you say that is because you don't ever see the Titans in Oilers uniforms. It lends to the same discussion that we've been having all day about the quarterback position. It's the change. It's something different. As soon as we started seeing Will Levis going through the same hiccups, the same problems that exist in the pocket for this team, we're going to be saying this to, who's next? <laughs> draft a quarterback. Yeah, you see Will's what I'm got saying? got that phone call we, already. You made a great reference between Toy Story and Andy. You know, he didn't have his name scribbled on Buzz's foot, <laughs> did he? You know, but that was his favorite toy. But he was replaced like everything else gets replaced in life.
1: Buzz replaced Woody. So, I mean, the new toy is always the toy. All right, gentlemen. Joseph Bonanno, let's hear you call that shot.
2: All
6: right. Uh, Alabama, LSU, this weekend in Tuscaloosa. Well, I we, like all, we all know what happened last year. LSU knocked Alabama out of the playoffs. This year, Nick Saban has been yelling so much at practice this week that he <laughs> popped a blood vessel in his eye. The doctor said, <laughs> you got it Jeez. from yelling. There's nothing wrong with you. You just got it from yelling. You busted a blood vessel from yelling too much. I think Bama is going to... Beat LSU, get revenge. They already took care of Tennessee, who, who started the downfall last year for, for for Alabama. They're getting LSU, who finished it, and they're going to get the revenge this week in Tuscaloosa.
1: Knew a coach named mm. Nikki. I guess you could say he was a winning fiend. I'm going to call my shot. Let's do it.
2: The Cheetah gets revenge, albeit in Germany. Ooh, international revenge. He said he wished this game was being played in Kansas City so he could show the Chiefs fans exactly what they're missing. This will be loss number two in a row for Patrick Mahomes and company. You know why? Because Taylor Swift will be in America. She won't be in Germany. Woo! Wow. That is some dot connecting, uh,
1: crossing international lines and involving an international pop star. All right, I I have two. I'm going to... All mine are American based. I feel like I'm failing here now. (laughs) We should have made you go last. Uh, All right. Nico is going to throw two touchdowns in the game against UConn. I agree. Two touchdowns. I look, though, this is, I'm not trying to scare of all fans. I just, I'm a man of preparation. Huskies are one in seven, but their last three losses have all come by seven points or fewer. They're making things interesting. They're still playing hard. They haven't quit, right? Mm -hmm. They're, they're given everything they have. It's a, a mark of, maybe not a good team, but it's a mark of a team that's behind its, its, each other and behind its coach. Vols need to go out and just destroy them and then play everybody they can play as much as they can play them.
6: I think that Kentucky win got something clicking for the offense, especially for Joe Milton. I think he looked he looked really good. That was his most complete game. I think they'll take care of business.
2: Joseph, what's the line in the UConn-Tennessee game? 35-and-a-half was what it opened at. Now, I don't know if they're going to cover all that. That's what I was wondering. Do they cover? 30... It, and must they cover on homecoming? <clears throat> this Hypo
1: team does seem to take care of business in situations like that in a way that they didn't underprue it, right? And they'd be in the fourth quarter and they'd be losing to Georgia State and things like that. And you'd be talking about all the backups who were going to play that week and then none of them would play and it would be a struggle. I don't think this is going to be a struggle. I don't know if they win by 35 and a half. Maybe they do. Maybe they do. But I, I think it'll be comfortable and I think Nico throws two Tds
6: 35 is is what it's at right now currently
1: okay well I, I'm not the hook on the 35 and a half I don't know if that was enough to sway me dropping that the other thing is this I think the Panthers will beat the Colts this weekend oh I think the Panthers will To make it two straight, a winning streak for the Panthers. It'd be good for the Titans. Some stupid thing happens every week. And I know the Colts are 3-5, and but they're still a pretty good football team. Somebody beats somebody every week that they shouldn't. I think that is this week's who should beat who or who shouldn't, and they do. Panthers over Colts. Those are my shots. 3-HL, they got shots to call next. Where are they hanging out today, Joseph? At Scoreboard. Scoreboard in Cedar Creek. Woo! Go see them and kick off your weekend ride. We got to get out of here. So what do we say, B-Hop? In the meantime, in between time, peace.
0: Movies, TV shows, books, podcasts, and more. It's What Women Binge with Melissa Joan Hart and her friend Amanda Lee. We have Lauren Bosworth with us. Yeah the hills so what is like your
6: number one question from fans the primary question i still get asked was, "What is it real <laughs> in 2024 to me is a surprising question to get because i feel like everybody has been through the reality tv gauntlet at this point
0: what women binge wherever you listen